All right, and welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Zare Jr., and with me for the first time is Clayton Cartluca. How's it going, Clayton? Not bad. How about yourself tonight, Joe? Doing pretty well. Got a lot of practice in today. How about you? Yeah, I got a handful of batteries, a uh, couple tanks on the nitro. Yeah, so we're um, recording in Proctor, Minnesota, right next to Duluth. Um, we're at a MNRC round number four. Um, we're at the track. You might be able to hear some of the e-vehicles. You can hear a lot going on in the pits around us. People are still wrenching all that stuff. So um, we're just kind of doing a podcast to do a podcast. So um, for for people who don't know you, how did you get into <coughs> racing? Uh must have been about 13 or 14 years old. I went to a hobby shop in Fridley called National Hobby, I believe I, it was, off yeah. Moore Lake Road. That place was massive. Uh, happened to go there on, I think, a Sunday or something while they were doing parking lot racing and seeing yeah. that and was like, whoa, what's going on here? That was pretty cool, but I don't think I ever did the parking lot racing aspect uh, of it. Yeah, I uh, was there with my dad at the time, and we were watching some of the action, and I think the following week we ended up getting a couple of Traxxas Rustlers. Nice, nice. So have you been racing solid since then? Because I really only remember you starting around um, the wheel brokers era, era. Yeah, so I was. I think I ran for a couple of years uh, back then, getting the start at it, uh, and doing some running at Twin City Hobby and Raceway there. Okay. Um got out of rc when i got my driver's license at 16 and got into real cars because they were a whole lot more fun at the time yeah at the time they are uh took a few years off i think i got back into it when i was like 22 uh so i've been at it now about nine years because i'm 31 now but nice. uh, pretty consistently throughout the last nine years running two-wheel drive 10 scale primarily yeah yeah man kids are shouting there's a lot of kids still awake yeah. At this time, I'm kind of surprised, and I don't even know half these kids are. No, I don't know either. My kids go to bed at 8. It's 10.53 right now. Yeah, there's a handful of them right here in front of us. Yeah, yeah. So what? Um, so you race for Team Associated. Are you sponsored by them now? I am, so as who, of this year. Who are your sponsors? Uh, currently sponsored with Team Associated and Reedy and Full Throttle Raceway in Foley, Minnesota. Okay, no tire sponsor yet? Nope. Okay. Um, so what do you think of the track this weekend? I like it. Nice change compared to what we've been running. Uh, completely different from what I ran on last weekend at uh, Sean's series race. So Sean, normally, he builds wide open tracks, <coughs> big jumps, all that. This is a little tighter. It's more of a rhythm. Um, like there's a rhythm section where I think the best way is to double-double and it's a lot of timing you're almost this is the sad cliche slow is fast this weekend i think it pretty much is i'd say it's pretty easy to overdrive the track you definitely want to be a little easier slower going out there right uh definitely gonna probably pay off come tomorrow when we start qualifying well yeah the track right now the moisture is up like i had to put away all my rc gear not just because i had to make room for the podcast equipment but it was getting wet not just a little dewy and whatever it was getting wet yeah so this moisture is going to go away there is calcium in the track i don't know how much it's going to do tomorrow 
It's tough to say. I'm not super familiar with it up here. Uh, I, I get up here a few times a year for different events. Um, right now, I think, uh, you know, we get some sun on it tomorrow. We keep the track blown off. Should groove up pretty quick and probably be pretty good, I, I think, tomorrow. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, so this is your third race with the Nitro vehicle or third MNRC race? Uh, fourth. This is my first year with the Nitro vehicle, and that's Nitro Truggy. So what do you think of that so far? I'm enjoying it a lot. It's definitely different from uh, e-buggy. Uh, definitely a different power band with the clutch and, act and whatnot in there. It um, is. That's the reason I... Every year I say I'm going to be done with Nitro, and I'm going to do e-buggy and whatever, and I just... I say it, and then I race my Nitro buggy, I'm like, no, I'm staying with Nitro. I'm definitely enjoying my Nitro more this year. I'm spending more time with it and a little more focus on that compared to the e-buggy. Right, um, it's a lot more maintenance, though. It is. Uh, definitely maintaining two of them weekly to make it to some of these races can be a handful and some late nights. Yeah. Okay, um, I had questions set up. So have you listened to recent podcasts lately? Yeah, I've followed a lot of them. So, the awful narrator lady just released another video Pete Phillips sent me. And I'm halfway tempted to play it, but I uh, I don't think I can on the podcast. <sighs> yeah, you know, after you guys were talking about it, I looked into that one, and it was just like, wow, this is truly terrible. And I think they came out with another one for, what, biggest RC tracks or something like that? It's not good. I made it through the first, like... 45 to 60 seconds of that and just shut it off. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I don't know what she's doing out there. It's not good at all. It's, I mean, it's not a voice that I want to listen to the, f the first for time them to tell me about this subject, I guess. I, I need a little more excitement and a little more uh, certainty, the, I guess. The first time I made fun of the, her first video, it's like, all right, you know, but she kept going and going and going, and she just keeps making them. I don't think... Uh, She's the only one behind it. You know, I don't have any listener questions. I don't have any notes. Uh, what are you looking forward to for the rest of the year and upcoming winter for racing? Is there anything in particular, or are you just going to keep racing as you are? And uh, For the remainder of the season, I'll probably be focusing on the A-scale events. Uh, let it be Sean Series at Full Throttle Raceway, and then uh, the remainder of the Minnesota Nitro Series here. Yeah. Um, as we get closer into the winter, definitely be looking at running some two-wheel buggy. Let it be stock or modified, whatever's available so at the racetracks I plan on attending. You race at the 510 a lot with me. Yep. Um, you go to the toy box on Wednesdays a lot, don't you? Uh, I used to, just kind of with the schedule for work. Uh, when I can make it, I try to make it over there. Just because we were getting a pretty good group of guys on Wednesday nights. It was getting pretty competitive for a Wednesday night club race, and they ran a pretty quick program, so it was kind of nice to get in race and get out. Right. Quick program's always nice. Versus, like, spending a half a day or a whole day over there on a Saturday. So it's. So I, I was kind of wondering, with the 510's new stock class, would you be more interested in running a mod class instead of just another stock class you know you know what i mean instead of having two stock classes you have an open call it open you can run a stock motor but 10.5 would be nice and just let the one spec stock class be stock i i like the idea the the spec class chris is proposing for this year uh, i think it's 
definitely probably a great stepping stone for some of uh, the drivers running sportsmen or uh, different classes to get involved with two-wheel buggy and not feel overwhelmed compared to some of the right. drivers we have here. Yes. Um, I myself would not be interested in running it. I would like to run two-wheel modified. It's what we were trying to run last year. Unfortunately, we were getting pretty low turnouts at 510 and not much of a turnout at Toy Box for two-wheel opens. So. I tried it at the end of the year and it was a no-go we got one racing and i left my mod in and signed up and i was the only one i had to drop the stock back in yeah it's tough i mean the the biggest class here in the state is two-wheel stock buggy for uh off-road racing and i mean they run it everywhere let it be the carpet or the dirt um right. here in minnesota and wisconsin so it's a tough one not to compete in i I like mod. It's a little yeah. uh, easier on equipment, and right. it's not as crucial on equipment. Yes, and it really comes down to the driver at that point. Um, I was listening to the Extra Lap RC podcast. It's a UK podcast, but they had an American on this week, uh, Joey Fisher, and man, he he's the one who really sticks up for stocking. He's like, well, you're putting the same into a mod car as a stock car, and this and that. Yeah, but that's not the point. Stock is a stepping stone, except for, like, AstroTurf. Have you ever tried Modified on AstroTurf? I think I've tried it maybe once or twice. Can't say I've really raced it, as we've never had the class no, for it. we never had the class, but it's evil. It's a handful. I tried four-wheel mod, and I think I tried mod buggy once or twice, and it just wasn't good. It's hard to drive a four-wheel mod buggy out there on... Raster right. or carpet. I understand why they do 13.5. That's why I've been a little reluctant on... I'm going to build a second mini truggy coming out here. Now, there's a rumor going around. The team associated has halted production of the B74 right now to make uh, their own mini truggy, which would suck for Rod Rippey because he's making... He's molding his own front arms he's making his own cva axles and he's done his own his own shock towers for the regular vt64 but it would suck for him to go through all that and not recoup his money but man if team associated came out with one i would be all over it and I, my plan is to buy a second one and make the vt64 a carpet vehicle yeah I'm, I'm kind of surprised they haven't. I mean, I know a couple companies have now come out with it, other than Techno, what, uh, PR Racing, and then X-Ray came out with one. And X-Ray came out with a really nice one. Uh, yeah, that one looks like one of the, probably the better ones, if you can afford it and want to uh, deal with all the tunability on the, the X-Ray vehicles. If um, you go brand, brand new with a B74 and a VT64 conversion, you're looking at 750 bucks. you got to find a used roller. Yeah. You really do. I mean, like I said, I got such a deal from Steve. I got the B64 for cheap. I built the car. I built the roller for like four, four fifty. by yeah. the time I was done with it. And that's not bad at that price. No. You can go that route. But no, brand I, new would be a, a tough one to build one for, especially for a class that's... It, it seems to like it's um, catching on a little bit here in our state. Uh, I don't know. I don't really follow it too much elsewhere. Um, um, as I don't race it, so I'm not really paying attention to it, honestly. A lot of people buy them, but they sell them very quickly. And that's the issue with it. It's like, when will they, it get to the point to where people won't put them on the track anymore? 
when will the fad class thing hit? Like I was saying last week, we're going to get through this summer. We're going to get through this winter. 2020 summer is kind of dependent on Team Associated. Because Team Losey, they can't get their head out of their ass with their regular four-wheel drive buggy. I don't even want them. I love their two-wheel stuff. I'm not, I don't have a Losey vehicle, but I've driven them. I love their two-wheel stuff. But they can't get their heads out of their asses for their four-wheel. They did that stupid golden ticket announcement. I thought they were going to announce a new four-wheel buggy and finally get away with the, away from that belt stuff. Still nothing. Yeah. Everybody's coming out with new four-wheel vehicles. I wonder if their prototype is not doing well. I wonder if they even have a prototype. Are they going to let it die? Like, they were, a lot of people don't remember... But they were heavy into on-road from, I would say, 97 to 2007. Ten years. They were really heavy in sedan. They had the street weapon, the triple XS, and then the JRXS. And then they just fall off a cliff. There's no explanation, no nothing. They just fall off a cliff and done. That's a frustrating thing. Uh I kind of wonder if they're done with four-wheel buggy and whatever. It's just something I was thinking about it. We need more mini truggies out there. So have you driven one yet? Uh, it's been a while since I've driven one. Yeah. Uh, I've driven one at uh, 510 indoors, yeah. you know, and then uh, I think I drove one out on full throttles layout with like a 6.5 in it. Yeah. Wow, that's a, a lot of fun right there. That's a handful. More yeah. They handle the power. Yeah, definitely with the bigger tires on there. I'm um, contemplating on putting in my bigger motor. I went up already from an 8.5 to a 7.5. I'm thinking about a 6.0. We'll see which way the grip goes tomorrow. So Maybe on some of the bigger layouts you could even go like 5.5. Five. Um, for sure 6.5, though, just having the power to throw it around and really wheel it. Right. So, you know, was it Senior who just brought up the topic of... Uh, so he, he had the idea of ranking races because there's so many weekend races just in Minnesota. What do you think? What do you say is your favorite at this point? Favorite uh, weekend race? My favorite weekend race would be any of Sean's series races. That's a one-day race. He pretty much will guarantee to get it done. Well, you know, a prime example was last weekend. It rained. Yeah. It delayed us until the afternoon. Uh, you know, Sean and track crew really went to work there and dried out the track and got it runnable, uh, runnable for the evening. And it was a little bit uh, later of a night, but it ended up being a great race. Uh, the track was awesome. So it was fast and flowing. And I know he's good at drying the track, but was it to the point to where it was muddy the whole night, or did it dry off to where it? Because I know he's been running his tracks loamy, so it's low tire wear. Yep. Sean right now, his goal, I don't know what he's going to do for the MNRC race. If he does what he's doing now, it's fine because he keeps up on it. A lot of these tracks, they want to run a loamy track, but they're not putting the time and they're not putting the water down. They're not doing what it takes to properly run a loamy track, but Sean is. Sean knows what he's doing with that dirt. Yeah, he, he's got it figured out, and I think he's running it, uh, you know, wet and loamy for the club races, just trying to make it a little easier on some of the guys for tires. Yeah, and then I don't know exactly what his plans are for the MNRC race. Uh, I know in years past he's done calcium or he's some sort both. of treatment yeah. for it. He, he's done calcium um, and he's ran it loamy. So, 
I know last year out there, um, I think he calcium it. Uh, the track yep. really grooved up. It was a really hot weekend. I remember I was having some What's heating that? issues on my e buggy. So what sucked is people ran on it. I don't know. Actually, I don't know if people ran on it. This is because people running on it late. But I remember it grooving up nice Saturday, and then I was up Sunday morning because I was running in Mugen and I was in the C Main, so I was up at like. 10 10 30 in the morning the groove was gone and it loomed up but i was announcing that race but then i watched it come back by the b mains like at the end of the day on saturday i was on x2 what the hell was i on i was on an x2 tire um i forget what i was running and then sunday morning uh, it was back to m3 so I kind of wonder if the groove went away because people were running on it or it just moisture was up or I don't know what the deal was. Yeah, I think we kind of got lucky. We were waiting it out. Uh, you know, I think he, he put down some sawdust, got rid of a lot of the puddles on there and waited for it to dry out. But I know there was a, a group of truggy guys that went out there and pounded some laps for like 20 minutes and that definitely ran in the track. And I think uh, we blew it off and just ran it and it turned out great for the remainder of the day. Yeah. So. In my no. in my possession, I have a Hot Bodies Lightning that Senior brought over for Joe Three just to mess around with and whatever. And I was thinking about making that into a rain vehicle. Got a motor that barely. Once we get a motor, because we got rid of most of our shitty motors, and we have one good backup between the two of us. And Senior's got a good motor, and I have a new good motor. But once we get another crappy motor, throw it in that thing, throw in some crappy cheap servos and use that to run in on the wet tracks. Because so far, we've had rain on every round, including today. But I think the rain kind of saved the track today. I think the rain definitely did help today. Um, you know, I, I seen you out there blowing the track off earlier today. I thought we were going to water after that just yep. because the track was getting pretty dry and I dusty. Um, I saw the clouds coming in. And I'm like, I want to get this track cleaned off. Second I was done, not that I'd say five minutes after I was done, it came down. It, it was well, well timed. Yeah, I, and it, it really only rained for about, you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes, light rain after the, you know. And, yeah, and, uh, it didn't puddle. Probably half an hour, 40 minutes later, we were out there turning laps, and there really wasn't any puddles or uh, really soft sections or anything. And right now, you know, it's... Uh, 10:30 or something, and it's, oh, it's the track's like, looking pretty good. It's 11:10. Oh, well, the track's still looking pretty good right well, now. Well, the moisture stays up until probably 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, and it's what probably about 65 degrees out here right now too. So. Yeah, the Duluth guys put uh, 350 pounds of calcium down last night. Yeah, I showed up. Uh, I got here last night at about 11:30 uh, after they were done club racing and they were all yeah. doing track work and just starting to put calcium yeah. down. So yeah. it's 60 degrees right now. Yeah, it feels like it. Yeah, it's getting chilly. I had to put a sweatshirt on. Yeah, I this weekend I'm in a tent, so that'll be some good sleeping weather at least for you. Oh, you know, sorry to the podcast listeners, but um, showing Clayton the difference between my tent and Senior's tent here. So my tent is a ten-person one on the yeah, left. Yeah, you guys are over here. Yeah, I, I was wondering. I was like, "What is that? A tent for a dog or something?" Yeah. <laughs> Seniors is a little two-man pup tent. I can, I got um, an air mattress that sits two feet off the ground. It's queen size. Uh. So I'm, 
like I was saying earlier, I'm trying to make this enjoyable. So, because the hotel down the road was charging like two to two fifty a night, and get motel six is a hundred bucks. Eighty-five percent of the town is booked up. A hotel's just not going to happen here. Yeah, I'm trying to make camping enjoyable until I can get the money to get an RV. We've been looking. My goal is to spend six to eight grand total. Maybe f I want to find something that doesn't leak, and then if it needs a drivetrain or if it needs an AC, it needs a fridge, whatever, I can stick money into it. Or I can buy a decent unit for eight grand. I w it's nuts. We got here at, we rolled up at around noon, and the whole north end of the track was just packed with campers and RVs and trailers. It's awesome to see. Yeah, there's uh, even a handful of local guys out here, which is great to see because uh, I know they've been a little sparse for some of these bigger events on the weekend. Yeah, the Canadians come down for it. Yeah, and they got it looks to be a pretty good group of them this time compared to uh, maybe their lighter group of guys that travel with them. So that's pretty cool. Maybe half of these kids are with the Canadians. Who knows? Yeah, nah, there's just, it's and, becoming, a, you know, I'm, gonna start bringing joey to these sometime soon it's he's just not ready yet yeah i mean he gets a little funky when he's up late and he's not ready to run a scales and all that crap so ooh, holy crap live rc just uh did their um the unprofessionals picks for the are the national when are the uh what 10 scale Nash? yeah Yep. Are they this weekend? Or are they next weekend? I think it's next weekend, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, he chose Mayfield Testament. Uh, nothing. Nothing out of the ordinary. They just pick Probably all your fast guys and then probably some uh, quick guys that probably got a shot at making the mains and hoping to get lucky. Yeah, it's going to be what it's going to be. I don't know. The Nationals. The 10 scale Nationals don't really have it. For me, like I watched, the only day I really didn't watch for the A Scale Fuel Nationals was Saturday. I watched some of it. We were at um, Shamrock, so I was more wrenching and paying attention to Joey. But the Fuel Nationals, man, they're way more fun. Ten Scale Nationals, I just don't get the s same excitement for it. Same guys are racing. It's great tracks it's just not as exciting i don't know what the deal is there's something about nitro that's more fun as a spectator sport i think yeah uh you know probably a little more exciting with the sounds of the engine and yeah uh, a little different driving style maybe for some drivers yeah the rc guys kind of blew up erx's uh facebook post this week they post a picture of their whole property. I'm like, oh, big enough for a nitro track. And I posted the picture of this place here, and they're like, oh, we'll talk to them. I want to know who owns it. See, the people who used to own ERX were the Playsteads. ERX is a hollowed-out gravel pit that they couldn't do anything else with it. Yeah. So which is nice that they got the sense to do what they did. They were going to build a RC track. There was a go-kart track there, but that got shut down. And it, was, it was a busy go-kart track, too. That place was packed on a race night. But I, they were going to build a RC track when the Playsteads own it, but I heard a lottery winner 
bought the whole place out from under it, and that's who brought in the Torque series. And I think it'd be cool to run like a nitro round. We're trying to organize racing right now for heydays. It's going to be a sign. I don't know how it's going to work. Invitational race. It's going to be maybe an invitational race. I'm going to be announcing. We're trying. This is. Uh, I'm going to be vague here. But we're trying to get money. And if it works like it's going to work, you sign up on the Heydays site. And you. this person gets picked. That person gets picked. All that. We're going to have one or two heats of each one day is going to be a buck we might do a heat of buggy and a heat of truggy and you can only really race once so we have marshals right and we'll do that saturday and sunday and kind of run it rcgp style so they're two separate race days yep and we're going to make it exciting we're going to have gate starts well gate starts is a plan land rush whatever side by side starts just to make it exciting. Oh, hold on. Let me turn up the volume on that. Corey Hens is joining us. Oh, we got a third finally. Hey. Do you want a chair, Corey? There, oh, there's uh, some we, over there. We should give him a chair. He'll stick around longer. Yeah, no kidding. We got the uh, race announcer right there. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle Prasky's walking by. So, all right. Corey's joining in. If you remember Corey Hens from a previous podcast, we did the history of the kind of Brainerd Lakes area a few podcasts ago. I was going tonight, Corey? Uh, pretty good. Actually been doing a lot of wrenching while the kids run around and play. You know? I saw you <laughs> running your truggy today. Yeah, that was fun, actually. It was uh, it was feeling pretty good. I might actually throw down on Sunday. Sunday? Why not? I mean, I know it's tough to do on Saturday, but man, I mean... I'm here pitting for senior for Truggy. If you need help pitting, yeah, my luck. All three of us will end in the same up or end up in the same qualifier. Yeah, like I said, I'm here fueling. We yeah. can. Uh, I'm sure you can find people. I mean, Clayton's running Truggy, but there's enough people around to fuel you up. We'll see. What What about your buggy? Are you leaving that park this weekend? Yep, I think so. One's enough. Yeah, yeah. for sure. If you ran the buggy, I could help you out. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, so uh, what do you think of the track this weekend? I think it's uh, it's kind of an equalizer. There are some spots where you you don't you have to be slow to be fast. It's and tight. Yep. This is the first track on the series where my truggy, my mini truggy, is much easier to drive than my buggy. Usually it's like the truggies barely see it out there and... It's tough to drive and it's loose and all that. The baby truggy's super easy this weekend. The buggy's actually pretty hard because there are fast laps if you can stay in it and wheel it hard, but the consistent laps are keeping it in the line, keeping the wheel spin down. I did a few fast laps keeping that wheel spin up and really hitting stuff hard. And I think that's what it's going to be tomorrow. It's going to be the more consistent driver is going to do better than the, the faster guy especially yeah. out here on this layout this weekend well i think there's options to be you know create creative on this track there's some uh, sections that maybe you don't jump up on the tabletop maybe you roll that and jump the tabletop you know there's right it'll it'll be interesting to see what's consistent 
Well, there's definitely going to be some different lines between uh, different drivers. I'd yeah, imagine. I would like agree. this corner right behind us after the big double. There is either you could take it on the inside and it's a wood drop off, or you could take it on the outside, keep it hammered, and there's no wood drop off. It's just it's a 50-50 corner. It's interesting because it's a passing opportunity. Oh, for sure. It right is there. how aggressive you want to be right yep. there. Because yep. I've done it both, you know, drop off the wood or go past the wood and come right. down the dirt. And you can see a little bit of a time difference there, but obviously one feels a little bit better than the other. So it's going to be coming down to driver at the time, I think. So. Yep. It feels better staying tight, but it's about mm, four tenths to a half second slower. But I'm not crashing, keeping it tight. Every third lap, I'm crashing it, driving it way too hard. Oh, I got Uncle Al driving by in his golf cart. He's been talking about this thing all yeah. darn day. I like his co-pilot there. Yeah, he's got his dog up in, yeah. in the passenger seat there. Right, yeah, Al, we tried getting him on here, but he, he wasn't having it. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he was feeling threatened by my cars. He needed to do more maintenance on uh, his cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, how are the boys doing this weekend? Alec was over here showing us his uh, B74 and talking about his tires and all that other stuff. Yeah, he uh, he drove that tonight after the nitro stuff was done, and he said that it was way easier to drive that and clear everything that he wanted to than his nitro cars. So Yeah, it, it is, too. I mean, well, the grip is up right now. Yeah, that's the thing. That's why I quit. I quit. Dri I drove my nitro truggy at like, or my baby truggy at like nine, nine, ten, just to try the, a motor change I did. But I quit driving my nitro buggy because it's like, yeah, this is giving me a little too much fault. Like I was driving it stupid out there, and there was so much grip. I, I wasn't even driving like a normal human being. I'm just pinned everywhere and it, it was holding on the grip's not going to be that high tomorrow well it was interesting because there was actually a groove uh starting before the rain came yep and then that rain came and it never and then the track just kind of stayed damp after that yeah, yeah. and it's still you know looks pretty damp right now well, obviously. i think it's picking up moisture now from yeah. the air but it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna groove up tomorrow i think they put down 350 pounds of calcium yesterday and that calcium, I, d I don't think it washed away when it rained. Like, Lovato was worried that it's going to, it's like, eh, it's in the track. And it was in the track when we came here. Like, I'm sure it looked like it, it snowed on the track yesterday when they put that down. Yep. And I got here, no one had been on the track yet, and it was all gone. It is in the track. It's in there. You know, it's interesting. When we do the uh, dome track, we yeah. eat calcium a week ahead of time. And, and it, uh, you know, and we water and water and water, and then it wa it dries, and then it gets yeah. wet, and it dries, and it gets wet, and it creates that, that hard coating at the dome. Yep. So so do you think, so at the dome, on the left side of the, the left side back part of the track, that's really all that blew out. That's the only part that didn't seem to hold on any moisture. Is there any um, plans on changing that in October or doing something a little different or? Well, definitely need to do something with that corner so that it doesn't... You know, when you're... That corner was probably six feet of dirt, you know what I mean? Yep. So you keep putting water in there, it just disappears. Right, right. So. Well, I, w I was wondering, because it's like you could also tell where the track was packed with the... I heard somebody had their car out there packing. Yeah, actually, I had my car on there. And it was... And my truck, so... Yeah, it was... You could tell that 
part of the track was super sweet and then there was parts where you didn't do it and it was still good but that back left was the only part that really blew out well there's there's kind of a a spot where you want to water the track and get it to a certain point so that you can use a impact packer on it yep and if you get it too wet then it doesn't it just is pushes the mud you know what i mean yep so there's got there's a perfect place to pack that um with moisture and it, it we didn't get it right H- have you thought about tarp packing no so what you do and this works with a tractor i'd assume it'd work with a whacker packer is you get it soaked to where it's almost mushy then you put a tarp down and this is where you drove a tractor on it and the moisture would come through the tarp and it would be packed super tight with the tractor i wonder if that would work with the whacker packer you know i'm i'm not sure that the difference with that track is you don't get any sun on it that's true so uh, you got to be you got to be careful about how much water you put on it because it may not it may be overdone or it can be overdone so right right so we're almost through the point series this is round four we got five and six and that's it for the year it's gone pretty quick this year man yeah i i can't believe the kids are back in school in a couple weeks yeah the wife's looking forward to it (laughs) she works from home and the kids jackie's too old for daycare now and joe three is he's a wild man and it's tougher to do her job when he's running around we got him a trampoline that helped out a bit but burn some energy off him yeah oh yeah 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 he's high energy and like i said he's gonna be hopefully i want him coming to these next year that's the goal goal is maybe have an rv by next year the year after and how old is he now he's seven yeah his driving's i want him out there with his a scale and obviously he'd be way slow and all that, but I want him out there with an A scale, and he's just not there yet. He's getting there. He's getting better every time he hits the track. I'm actually, I almost wanted to, it would have been a little too hard for the wife, but I wanted to leave the wife with the charger and all that stuff and a set of tools and all that crap for his car and have her bring him down to Shamrock tomorrow. It just would have been a little too much, I think. Yeah, that's asking a lot. Yeah, considering she doesn't wrench at all. She's never wrenched. And he breaks something almost every time. Yeah, yeah you might be in the doghouse after an, an adventure like that. Yeah, it, it would have been rough, so I don't know. Um, so we got, what do we got left? We've got Chill on the Hill as far as events coming up. Yeah, yeah that's going to be the last big Duluth event. First weekend of October is at the very, very, very last weekend of September. Boy, I'm not sure, but, you know, that's always a fun race. They do a lot of uh, prizes and neat things. and You know, I've never been to it. They well, uh, decorate the track, put tombstones out there and stuff, and there's usually some kind of blow-up uh, Halloween and that's 10 scale and a scale electric yeah. and nitro yeah. so they run pretty much everything up pretty here that much weekend. yeah so. i was trying to get the announcing gig for it but they don't do enough numbers so i mean <laughs> uh, don't they do like a dog days a summer race up here for like just a 10 they scale didn't. saturday race they, they, they replaced it with the state champs i think okay, oh, okay i came up here 
a couple months ago for their electric boogie race. That's just a 10 scale uh, Saturday race, and that was pretty nice. They didn't run 8 scale electric? Uh, I think they ran e-buggy. Okay. Uh, I, I ran it also. Uh, I was trying to run just 10 scale uh, just to change it up for the weekend. Um, yeah. You that's, know, right that's before, why we kind of... Right before we started this podcast, there was a guy out here with a stadium truck, and uh, that looks like a lot of fun out there. Chill on the Hill is October 5th and 6th. Okay. And then... I think that's, what, a week or two before uh, I want to say Motodome? two weeks before the Motodome, I want to say. Yeah. I believe it is. Sounds about right. So yeah, because the Dome is on... Uh, the ni- weekend of the 19th, I think? Yep. Yep. So... Yeah, there's a still a lot of racing left to do. It's just tough for me to get to. I want to go get to the chill. I gotta. Depending on the temperature, I might have to find a hotel or crash at somebody's place. Maybe bring Joe three with. But yeah, I I like it up here though. It's a good time. Hopefully, um, racing goes well tomorrow. This is after Friday night practices when we have time. Senior and I are going to B-dubs tomorrow to watch fights. So <laughs> okay. tomorrow tomorrow night wasn't an option, and Sunday's never an option. That's yeah, too much going on on a Sunday. Yeah, just running around and all that. Goal is to make the A main so I can just have my car sitting here with no tools. and. Yeah, if you yep. make the A main, then you can kind of just sleep in Sunday morning and relax until yeah. getting closer to your time to race. Assuming yep. you do your maintenance Saturday night. Yep. Yeah, so Corey, what are your plans for racing this winter? Are you going to spend time on the snowmobiles, or are you going to try to make it to the five? Well, if if Mother Nature, you know, cooperates, I'd love to be out snowmobiling. We sure can't top last year, but... Well, you guys get snow. We don't... I mean, we got our snow in February. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I bought a snowblower, uh, I want to say mid to late, mid-February. The wife and I look like crackheads. We <laughs> we go into Menards. We we have a bucket of cash just to have a bucket of cash to for situations like this. We go to Menards at nine thirty at night in our crappy sweats. We look like garbage. We're, we looked at the forecast and we just went, uh uh-uh. uh, this this is it. Nope. And we got the biggest snowblower we could get, and it's awesome. But, yeah, that we got it in February. We didn't need it really before then. Shovels were easily fine. We got little dustings. Well, just think, you know, that snowblower probably lasts you 20 years. Oh, yeah, for sure. You we know, use, one, it. use it once a year. Well, we used it straight from February to April, once a week at least. It was, yeah. Well, you uh, guys would get snow, and then, like, two days later, you get a rainstorm. Yeah. You had some weird weather down there. And we'd get six inches of wet, heavy snow, too, so it was, yeah. was kind of brutal at the end of winter there for yeah. us. Right when I was getting into snowmobiling is when the snow stopped for us. Cause we, <laughs> we have really good trails by our place. Um, we have the Sand Dune State Forest, and it's they're not fast trails. They're slow and really windy through woods and... It's a lot of fun, and you go from basically Elk River up to Princeton, and it's fun riding. And I had an 86 Indy Trail, the 488 Fuji motor. Isn't that a gray and red one? Red, red and gold. Red and gold. Yeah, it's red and gold. 
and that thing you, you can't top speed on it was 60 but it, it it just wasn't a comfortable ride for that i was going to get something more comfortable the year after and then just no snow no snow and literally if the snow would have hit in december because we all know it's not legal to ride until december 1st at least around the cities it yeah, snowed I think it's even like the, the it might even be the 15th before really? the state trails open okay yep yeah it snowed heavy all throughout november and it all melted in december it's like yeah, that's not happening yeah so well when it snows you gotta ride yeah well mine's been up on blocks i've been trying to put a plus 10 suspension on it and uh, i kind of got pissed off because the sway bar i had on it didn't work so i had to get the plus 10 sway bar and then that includes rivets and i'm like no i'm just done it's been up on blocks for three four years now you could spend a lot of money on that thing and you you know there's a market out there you could probably spend a thousand dollars to fifteen hundred dollars and have a pretty nice sled i, I mean, got there's lots out there i got that plus 10 extra suspension for the, with the rear rear uh bogey wheels and all that crap i got that for 150 bucks that's not bad no it, it's everything i just I got the front all bolted together, and it's like, oh, my sway bar doesn't work. Yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm just, no, it's staying on blocks. <laughs> that was probably just the beginning. Yeah. Well, no, we got it bolted up. It took forever to get unbolted. It, it was an ungodly amount of rust. But we got it all unbolted, took forever, got bolted up. Now, uh, there's Al on the on this golf cart. Yeah. God, he's been talking about that thing all day long so and what, we've been up since about 6 45 yeah. this morning and that's a different golf cart than before yeah uh joe dirt has a golf cart he actually has two golf carts and then alan has his own golf cart so yeah i just uh, kind of getting a variety of them this year at uh some of these races kind of making traveler uh downtime a little bit more fun cruising around on them i yep. think every kid up here has asked to ride that thing now right. at this point too so yeah uh, well, I enjoy it more than the three-wheeler and the enduro mountain bike because, man, people were going a little fast at some of the places on the three-wheeler and the enduro. Yeah. I just don't want to see, you know, they weren't close to hit anybody. I just don't want to see anybody get injured at a race. Yeah. I mean, that's tough deal, so. Well, you can get injured on a bicycle. Yeah. I mean, you can hit the dirt. You know, or the asphalt. Yeah, like I did almost two weeks ago. My knee still looks like hamburger. <laughs> yeah, and my knuckles are finally getting better. I, I did a kickboxing class last night, and we were doing really, really, really heavy pad work. We are doing, like, uh, uppercut to... It was an uppercut to a uh, hook to a cross, just... We were winging it at the end of it and just smacking the tie pads. And my knuckles hurt so bad after that. My hands were wrapped up, but my knuckles were still making contact. And they're still a little bit gnarly and just whack, whack. And it's just like, ugh. The end of class. And I was out for almost two weeks. Ringworms finally cleared up. I, I had to go get a prescription. I had to spend good money. The topical crap doesn't work anymore. So that was a little frustrating. So you probably should go to PetSmart and get a uh, tick collar or something too. 
something because it's I don't know, I have a refill on the prescription but it's hard on the liver so I mean the pharmacist looked at me the other day she's like are you sure you want to do this for 14 <laughs> days I'm like yes she's like well if you turn John to stop taking oh it my oh God. okay so if my skin turns yellow and well my liver hurts quite often because I get hit in it quite often so gotta take it have people take it easy on the liver shots on me a little bit and so anyways yeah I think uh, we're winding down in on this one so Clayton any hopes dreams goals for the rest of the year uh, you know just continue to get a little bit faster with that truggy more comfortable with it and you're uh, getting close to winning races with it yeah uh, you know I'm getting pretty comfortable with it now just uh, hoping for a little bit more luck and probably a little better driving on my end and uh, probably get a little better stronger finishing positions out of the weekend so yeah we got one. a couple left yet for the Nitro Series race. I think we got uh, one left for Sean Series race. Yep. So I, I got to hit you on Sean's. It's like every time something comes up. I mean, I feel bad for not going. I really want to go to it. So I'm actually going to build a separate set of diffs because he's a week before the Nitro Series. So I'm just going to have a fresh set of. I have fresh. I have new diffs already. I just got to get shocks from Dollar and get the Truggy shock shafts in them and yep. all that. Corey, what about you? Hope, dreams, goals for the rest of the year? Well, I'd like to see the boys make the top 10 in either Buggy or Truggy. I know that they've uh, had more success in Truggy class this year, so I think if they kind of keep keep it up where they're at, they, they should be able to break the top 10 possibly in points. We'll see. Right. I'm, I'd imagine. I'm disappointed. I've been in a slump since main day at the Dome, basically. It's like it ended. It, it my good, my good consistent driving ended that weekend on that Sunday. I I don't know. I've been in a slump. I'm trying to dig my way out of it myself. I'm so. uh, trying to learn how to drive a e buggy and then a nitro truggy right after yeah each other. no it's, wow. that is been wow. a kind of a punishment for the year i've uh, been doing mini truggy to nitro buggy back to back and it's yeah it's tough uh, i think that might actually be a little bit of the cause of the issue yeah but i want the mini truggy to succeed so much i'm not willing to hang it up yeah so i yeah both series uh they run e buggy and then nitro truggy so it's definitely uh taking some time to get used to that change uh, i know back yep. to back with no time in between it's it's yep. tough but uh it's what we have to do it it's it's what we have to do to uh, i mean we have to have a break we it was requested that we have more of a break between nitro truggy and nitro buggy than e-buggy and nitro truggy yeah and that's why we kind of did it the way we did and then we have to have sportsmen where we have it all that yeah, and it kind of makes sense how it ideally, is. Ideally, I would like to have slowest to fastest, but then people would be up back to back to back to back in all the A-scale classes. So you really can't do that. Um, any good rumors to start? Any rumors going around? Not that I'm aware of. Not RC-related. Oh, speaking of rumors, I'd like to clear up something from last episode. Some jackass painter um, <laughs> posted Ryan Cavalieri's bodies, but serpent bodies with his colors on them. 
Yeah. And they were Cav's paint jobs. Serpent was courting Cav before he signed with S-Works. Basically, Cav needs to make 2000 a month off his A-Scale program. S-Works paid it. No one else was kind of willing to do it. Um, but they were Serpent bodies. They were for Cav, but they were for the beginning of the year. They weren't. He's not switching. He's still going to the RCGP with S-Works. I'm really curious to see who else Beach RC is going to put on their team. Yeah, it should be interesting to see. Yeah, you know, if there's one thing to complain about that whole program, it's we don't have one of our own to cheer for. You know, it's they're all Europeans, which I get it. I know. Yeah, well, that makes, but it makes sense. But when uh, even when Ogden was there, it was, it was fun. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Ogden, he's... Yeah. He's a half step back. He can make the finals at big races, but he's not winning. He's like, you know, you call Joe. I call Joe Bornhorse. A lot of people call him Average Joe because he, he did really well at the ENATS. He won Truggy, but usually he's in between that seventh and fifth spot. Cole Ogden's a half step behind that. Knew he wasn't going to do well. I. But I was really hoping he'd, because JQ wanted it at a big event, and the Torque Series went with the date he wanted in Elk River, nonetheless. And I'm like, oh, let's do it here. Build a track, all that. And he just was like, yeah, nah. We're gonna. <laughs> but I'm like, this is what you wanted. This is exactly what you wanted. Yeah, nah. It's like, really? Come on. But whatever, that would have been cool just to, I, I would have signed up, I would have lost RC2, but I would have signed up for it and ran it. It's in my hometown. Well, that's probably the reason. I mean, they probably, I don't even know, where is it going to be? Uh, California. Of course, you know, that's yeah. where everybody's at. So I know. they would have had to fly everybody into Minnesota. Yeah, that would be tough. But For um, sure. Yeah, I get it. I get that part of it, but yeah. it, it'd be interesting if some of the other teams actually picked up uh, an American driver, you know, for that event. That would be cool. Yeah, Beach RC is going to have, I think they're going to have two Americans on their team. I awesome. Think. Um, um, what's this? The, the Angaro has won the $10,000 for winning. So he's staying in Italy for the American round. It's going to be inter interesting, but. That's, that's good because it Gets kind of old watching him win. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's quite a talent, but he's you know, been on fire this year. Yeah, he's just killing everybody. But yeah. also Mayfield and Spencer and all those guys weren't over there. That's true. Because well, think about it. So the entry fee is six thousand bucks. Oof. Now take that six thousand, and then you're flying them to Asia and Europe for what was it three and. Yeah, three of the rounds. How much is that? That's big budget. I I get why they didn't do it yet. There will be a payoff for it in the future if it keeps going. But there's no payoff for it right now. There has to be a payoff on it right now for Team Associated to be like, all right, we're gonna spend twenty grand on each driver to send them around to these races. Same with Mugen, all that. And Mugen, they, I 
think it's changed for Mayfield, maybe, but they notoriously underpay their drivers. And they... Mugen's a great company and whatnot, but the discounts, it's like Tony changed from Mugen. I think Tony Sletton was just looking for like another 5 or 10%. And they're like, no. Really? He's the reason why we have Mugen drivers in this state. Yeah, there's only a couple of them. Him and Josh, well, there used to be a lot more. Yeah, do you remember when the Drakes came and they took that group shot of all the Mugen drivers? It was huge. Yeah. But you know what? If you're only given 40%, 40 or 45%, and Tony asks to be bumped to 50, 55, 60, and you don't do it, that's a bad look, man. Privateer. Yeah, well, yeah. that's what I've been doing as privateer, and yeah, I was telling whatever you want. I was telling Alec earlier today, if it wasn't for Trevor's toy box, I would be so screwed on tires because they're so expensive. But it's like I'm getting tires that work in Minnesota for anywhere between eight ninety nine a pair to twelve ninety nine a pair. Yeah, at that price, you can't argue. No, like Fug- right now on Trevor's toy box. They have S3 Fugitive Lights that I'm going to bust out later this week, and if it does, groove up. They're selling them right now for $8.99 a pair. And Diamondbacks, I've been running them. I ran them at Rick's. They were fantastic. They're not great here. They were great at Rick's, and they're going to be great at FTR. I got them $11.99 a pair. S3s. The S compound seems to be the compound to have. Speaking of tires, have you... uh so the reflex tire that was a 10 scale tire, they're 15 bucks. Yeah. They discontinued them and they brought that Sprinter tire in, and yeah. now they're 20. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, For five a very bucks similar more. Pattern. Yeah. You know, the no name RC podcast. I'm gonna have to listen to it on Monday, but they collected questions. I'm gonna see if they answered them. I asked because JQ he he knows the manufacturing world on the RC side. I'm curious. If the margins are correct in what they're selling to us, retail on a main, because tire tire companies need to make their money. Period. But are we getting? I go with the hundred percent margin from. Well, so that's tough. I go from hundred percent from distributor to hobby shop shelf kind of deal, because like when TCHR was around. You could get a set of A-arms from Horizon for, let's say, $3.50. They put it on the shelf for $7. And I wonder if it's like that from manufacturer to distributor, 100 to 100 to 100. Or are they making more? Anything more than that kind of markup is a little... Man, you're gouging your customers. The entire is, you're going to need them. You're going to need to... You make them a little cheaper, people are going to buy more. Yeah. Well, it, it could be. Sorry, Clayton. Um, I was just going to say maybe it has something to do with um, these big events where J-Con and Proline show up with a truck full of tires, and they're trying to support their their big team guys, and they're giving tons of product away, and we're, we're stuck could be. picking up the bill for that. They also might know that you know tires are probably the most big most important part of racing yeah. they are especially that's, a scale yeah I mean, that's you true you gotta yep. have the right pattern and compound yeah they are it's just so frustrating because i've been watching 
the cost of tires go up and up and up over the years. It's like when I started back nitro racing in 2016, you could get a full set of tire, Truggy tires for $70. Now it's about 80 ish, 80, 85 around yeah. there for full retail. Oh, it's getting ridiculous. So, oh, we've been going for about an hour and one false ending. Should we end this one? Good. Sure. It's cold out here. It is. Well, that's <laughs> why I got my hoodie on. Second. Uh, hold on. I'm getting whispered from uh, Pablo, it looks like. Oh, Pablo, yeah. Flying Hawaiian. Yeah. Yeah. Hawaiian. These guys are uh, still out here. You got two mini truggies out there turning laps. Yeah. Practice is open for another 13 minutes. Oh, I thought it was until uh, whenever... I thought electric was till one ever too, but Kalinowski killed it at midnight. So that's probably a safe bet. Yeah. All right. Let's end this. Uh, I'm Joe Zier Jr. and with me tonight was Clayton Cartluca and Corey Hens, and we've ran out of talent.